This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. Illinois gets a lot of things wrong. Spending, taxes, the basic organization of Chicago's government. But cannabis offered an opportunity to get something right. Legalize a plant for adult use. Adam Schuster of the Illinois Policy Institute says, well, it's really starting to look like Illinois has managed to mess that up, too. We spoke last month in Chicago. Since 2010, uh, more than a dozen states. How many states have legalized pot for recreational purposes? I, I think it's a dozen. Okay. Um, you know, in my study, I looked at uh, states with mature markets, so they'd done it for two years or more. I think it was nine. Okay, well above half of the population of the United States of America lives in a legal cannabis regime for for one reason or another, either medical or sure. uh, recreational. Illinois, notably, the second state to legalize cannabis legislatively rather than through an act of the people. How's it going? Well, I think the summary is that Illinois has overtaxed and overregulated uh, its legal marijuana market um, to the extent that they're actually undermining many of the goals of legalization, including to raise tax revenue. Um, and we're raising hundreds of millions of dollars less than we could um, because of our high taxes and restrictive licensing regime, um, as well as to eliminate the black market and the crime associated with it. Because uh, when you sort of freeze people out of the legal market, um, but you've already lowered the consequences of possession and use. You drive people to the black market. Um, you and I spoke before we started recording uh, on this topic, and uh, we agreed basically that Colorado, they did it. They did it first in a real sense because they had a market before any before uh, Washington did, uh, and they did it best. Which and what in your view uh, tells you that Colorado did it best? What were the provisions that made it better? Well, uh, the first thing to know is that Colorado raises the most revenue uh, from marijuana, both on a per capita basis and compared to the size of their economy. So it measured by personal income. So uh, objectively, you could say they've done it best. Um, but I think what, what accounts for that is, one, there's no uh, cap on the number of licenses in Colorado. As many people who are qualified to get a license um, and have the capital can get one. Um, and they have the most marijuana licenses per capita, so, the, so essentially the biggest legal marijuana market of any state. Um, they also started with a low and simple tax rate. 10%. Uh, after five years, they raised it to 15%. I think the fact that they started lower and then went higher is actually very smart because that gives the legal marijuana businesses the ability to compete on more even ground uh, with the illegal sellers because there's a, you know, a lower additional cost to the taxes. And then after you kind of eliminate some of the black market and hopefully you know, put some of those illegal sellers out of business, then you can more comfortably raise the tax to, to maybe the, the revenue maximizing level. Uh, Illinois did it basically the opposite way on both counts. Okay. Uh, I also note that uh, Colorado allowed individuals to grow some number of plants themselves, which I mean, you're telling me how great it is that they raised all that Colorado raised all this revenue. I don't really care about that as much. Um, but uh, to the extent that people can produce their own and people have been doing that for a long time, it seems to provide sort of a natural check on the excesses of government in terms of trying to raise taxes. 
Yes, and there, Illinois uh, is more restrictive as well. So there is some home grow in Illinois, but you have to be a medical marijuana patient and you're limited to five plants. Uh, and even then, there's some pretty onerous restrictions on the growing, you know, such as that it has to be completely out of sight, meaning if it's in your living room and you can see it through your front window, you can't grow it. <laughs> All right. So uh, what would what would be the fix here? Because you know, so many states have done this under a wide variety of different means and restrictions. I think California notably has messed this up. What should Illinois do now to make it a more rational, efficient, and safe market? Well, I think there are two things. We need to lower and simplify the tax system. Um, We have the third highest average effective tax rate uh, on legal marijuana. It's about 27%. The only states that are higher are Washington and California uh, in terms of the average effective tax rate. But our system is also very complicated. So we're the only state that taxes it higher based on THC content. So the higher the THC content of the product, the higher tax rate. It goes from 10 up to 25, as high as 25%. And you don't, you don't think that's a, a better way to tax it? I certainly don't. I mean, I think that, um, first of all, THC, unlike um, you know alcohol content, is not uh, as clearly or directly related to potency. I also think the idea that, um, you know, because a product is more potent, um, it should be taxed higher. Maybe this is some sort of argument to discourage use of the higher, uh, uh, potency products, but people aren't going to be using it in the same amount, right? Like you're not going to drink, um, as much, uh, whiskey as you would Bud Light, right? Same, <laughs> same basic concept. Uh, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's also one of just three states where we have taxes both at the consumer, at the point of sale on the consumer and business to business at the wholesale level. Um, so that drives up the base price before the consumer, um, even sees it. And Illinois actually does have the highest legal marijuana prices pre tax um, of any legal state. Um, you know, in, in California, uh, I think it's a pound of marijuana goes for some $300. In Illinois, it's 4000 Is there any evidence that the illegal market in Illinois is remains vibrant? So black markets are notoriously hard to measure, um, right? Because uh, it's a black market. It's, uh, so um, I can't say that I've got Illinois-specific evidence, but what I can say is that there's peer-reviewed literature on this. Um, there was a really interesting study that looked at illegal growing on federal lands out west, um, and they did sort of helicopter fly- flyovers to figure this out. Uh, and they found that legalization was associated with less um, illegal growing, but that uh, the higher the tax rate, the less benefit of that you got. In other words, higher taxes were associated with more illegal growing. Um, And I think, you know, the fact that our marijuana revenue collections are so far below the projections of opponents when this was passed. So they they thought we would bring in some 500 to 700 million annually. The state's actually raising about 300 million annually. And I think that sort of proves that the legal market isn't where they expected it to be. And I think a, a big reason for that could be, and it makes sense with the peer-reviewed literature, um, that the restrictions on the licenses and the high taxes drive consumers to the black market and are helping keep it alive. Yeah, you can... You would expect uh, in in a legal marketplace, you know, you go to a you go to a, a liquor store or a grocery store to buy beer or alcohol, uh, and it's right there on the bottle what the uh, potency is, what the alcohol content is, and people over time develop ways of understanding how that's going to affect them, and large companies make big investments in making sure that that information is accurate. 
you have no such opportunity in a black market. You you do not necessarily know what you're getting. You do not necess- you don't know if there are adulterants that have been added. This is prohibition 101, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so what do the public sector people who are responsible for administering this program, what do they have to say about the black market and trying to uh, get rid of it? Well, interestingly, I did sort of competing interviews on our local Fox station with somebody from Governor Pritzker's administration, um, and they were asked sort of this question, um, and they they blame all of the problems that they're having. They they don't deny that revenues are below expectations um, or, or that the market's not as big as they expected, but they blame it on lawsuits. So um, they've been sued a lot, mostly by social equity applicants. Most recently, um, there's a group of social equity applicants suing... Um, what they're calling a Chicago cartel of marijuana businesses that are colluding to, or they called it a Pritzker-linked Chicago cartel uh, that are colluding to keep prices high, right? Are you saying that there is a cartel involving drugs operating in <laughs> Chicago? Well, a, a legal cartel. That, is, that, has no, that has literally no precedent. Right. Um, but, you know, so, so essentially they're blaming it on the lawsuits, but I, I think the, the lawsuits are are a symptom of the licensing regime. Because when you have politicians capping the number of licenses and picking and choosing who gets them, you inevitably freeze people out. And even though Illinois tried to do it in a way that promoted uh, people who were impacted by the war on drugs, right, um, who that helped social equity applicants and they, they put in place, uh, you know, funding for them and things like this, it's not working for them um, because I think of the caps. And an uncapped system, I think, would ultimately be better for everybody. Yeah, and let's give Illinois a little bit of credit uh, for appreciating the fact that a lot of people have been harmed by the war on drugs and cannabis uh, figures prominently in the war on drugs and has for a long time. And to the extent that people who uh, may have been pot dealers 10 years ago in Illinois are suddenly told you may not sell this newly legal product, uh, it, it just doesn't seem right. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I want to make clear, I, I'm criticizing uh, the, the way they did legalization, not, not legalization uh, itself, because I think, you know, as you said, um, there are good aspects, even even in the way Illinois did it. It is raising revenue. Um, it is, you know, reducing crime. And most importantly, uh, it's helping people who are who are being persecuted um, now make a living on this. And and the, the money that was allocated, uh, you know, to help these people start a business, I think that's good. Um, but I think no matter how you try to sort of rig a restrictive licensing system to give it to the people who you want, the restrictive licensing system itself is the problem. Adam Schuster is Vice President of Policy at the Illinois Policy Institute. Subscribe to and give a rating to the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.